Welcome back to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. I'm very excited to have another show tonight. So my name is Jui Love. I'm your host. And I started this podcast and interview because I published my book called A Gift from Adversity in 2020. And subtitle is Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, and Bullying and Homelessness. After I published my book, a lot of people reached out to me and shared their stories about how they overcame adversity. And also, they told me they are also a victim of sexual abuse or homelessness or domestic violence. And I felt very compelled to create a platform where people can safely talk about adversity and then how they overcame and then gift that came from it. Tonight, I have a very exciting guest. Her name is Kelly Edwards. And Kelly is here bravely and willingly to share her adversity tonight. Yes. Hello. How are you doing today? Hi, Kelly. Nice to meet you. Me too. Virtually. So can you please tell our audience who you are and then what you do? Yes. So my name is Kelly Edwards. I am entrepreneur of several businesses. Um, the My main business that I have is my podcast and my uh, real estate company. And then, you know, I also have a full-time job where I do executive recruiting as well. So I am a person of many hats. <laughs> um, and um, I'm just very happy and excited that you brought me on your show today. Because I do have a little story to tell and a semi-big announcement to make. <laughs> okay, great. So how can people find you? Do you have any website or social media handle that people can follow? I do. So I have both a website. Our website is www.thebusinessshowerevents.com. Um, then I have social media, both Facebook and Instagram is, uh, the business shower events, um, at, with the at sign. Um, and then right now we're in the process of starting, um, you know, LinkedIn and Twitter and everything like that. So, so the business shower events.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'll post that on a comment so people can follow. Uh, our website and then social media handle. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what, would they, what would they find uh, on the website or social media? Yes. So I give, I have a platform um, for my listeners who are new business owners um, and it helps them to stay inspired. It helps them to get ideas for their business. It helps them to grow their business. You know, a lot of the guests that I bring on my show, they give out tips and tricks and different things like that. So it's a great platform for someone new that's looking to start a business or even someone that may already have a business and looking to expand. Um, so I have several different guests that come on my show and you know they talk about different things from how they built systems in their business to how they successfully managed to um you know upscale their business so it's it's just a it's just a platform for business owners to come on there and speak about their story got it well thank you for sharing that so let's jump into our main topic which is adversity yes. so 
can you please tell our audience what was your greatest adversity? Yeah, so my greatest adversity was um, maintaining this business while going through um, one lupus and two, um, I went through five pregnancy losses. Um, this two years of me starting this business and not a lot of people know that um, because I've been very private with my information um but yeah i went through five pregnancy losses and i had to i had to keep going i had to keep pushing through like infertility is one of the one of the leading cause of depressions like i could have really just folded i could have not done anything i could have shut down all of my businesses and kind of just said you know what i'm done i you know i can't do this so i i just quit and i give up um but i didn't um i actually you know talked about it in a couple of episodes and i i shared my story so some people reached out to me and was just like that's so brave of you because i had one and i didn't talk about it so um you know it's that's one of the the main things that i feel like i overcame and i i was able to keep going yeah i had those moments where you know i stayed in my room and i cried and i ate cookies and things like that and i just kind of went through it but um i i still kept going and i i still kept you know growing my business so Well, thank you so much for being so brave to talk about your adversity. And I know it's very sensitive information. And then I really appreciate that. Now, let's talk about lupus part of it. Let's talk one at a time. I know you said a lot of adversity and information. So what is lupus? What does it do to human beings body? And then how do you deal with it? Or what kind of suffering are you experiencing from lupus? Um, for me, well, stop. Lupus is an autoimmune disease. Um, for me, that affects each pregnancy that I have. So anytime that I get pregnant, um, it will attack my pregnancy. It will basically uh, act as if it's a foreign object and it will kill off the pregnancy. Um, I found out that I had that going through this process of my recurrent miscarriages because they were trying to figure out, you know, like what's wrong with me, you know, why can't I carry a pregnancy and different things like that. So it affected me um, differently. Now it does affect other people differently. Like they could get really sick from it when they, when they get a cold, it is like the cold is the worst thing in the world. Um, but for me, it, it just attacks my pregnancies. Um, and I found out I had it not too long ago, maybe last year around September, I want to say I found out about the lupus. So, um, you know, that, that was big for me because I'm dealing with this autoimmune disease and I never knew I had it. Um, so it, it was just, it was shocking because I thought it was completely something else that was going on. I thought maybe I just can't have a child, um, for whatever reason, but to come to find out it was that. So, so you had a lot of like blood tests, like, you know, some, like, yeah. you know, 
Yes. So I felt like a pin cushion. (laughs) I had several blood tests. Um, I had to do a urine analysis. I had to do a bunch of things. Um, They had to, I had to go for surgery. They had to, um, you know, basically go inside and make sure everything was okay. But all of that came up with this blood work. Um, and they were like, okay, well, it is lupus, you know, you have it, this is what it does, and this is how we manage it, because there is something that they can do to manage it. It's medication that they can put you on to manage it, so. So, it's just devastating to hear um, that combination of it, and then um, losing, um, I mean, the pregnancy, it's just very, I had to miscarriages and I remember the first one I felt like well like something died inside of me literally but like I felt like dying like I felt like oh my gosh this is one of the worst things that I've experienced that I my case the first pregnancy first miscarriage was um the heart was low and it stopped and then when the doctor calls, when when the doctor calls you and tells you that oh your ultrasound shows the heart is not like no heart, heart stopped, so it's just the worst feeling. I never got that experience, so I've I never made it past five weeks. So they called them um, the type of pregnancies I have chromosome. Abnormalities, right? Um, I've never made it past five. I've never made it to six weeks for the heartbeat. So it was just like, oh, I just, I just want to hear that that little flitter. I just want to hear that, and I never made it. Like they were always um, bring me in for the six week ultrasound, and then they'll look and they're like, you know, nothing happened, nothing grew. We're sorry, you're having a miscarriage. So, you know, just to hear that five times in a row, it kind of sucks and it is painful. (laughs) It is the most painful experience that, you know, you could ever have. So it it was just very traumatizing, if anything. And it's kind of interesting because um, when I shared my miscarriage experience with people, there are so many women who had experienced miscarriages and then I had no idea how you experienced that. Yes. Yes. I, I did the same thing. When I shared mine, so many people came to me and was just like, well, I had one too, and now I have my rainbow baby. That's when I first found out about the rainbow baby. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it, it was so many people stepped forward, and they were like, you're so brave. You're talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, because it's something that happened to me. I'm going to talk about it. I lost five children. I don't care if they didn't make it to the heartbeat. Those were still my five children that I lost. So, yeah. And it is something that um, people shy away to talk about it. And then I don't think there is any shame to that. It's really common. And most importantly, that you are okay and that you are still healthy. So just to share it with you and an audience, miscarriage can be very, very dangerous. So there's DNC where you go to surgical uh, procedure and then... um, clean everything out but my second miscarriage it was 
I actually wrote it in my book, A Gift from Adversity. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, Kelly, um, I um, was told the DNC is not available till next Wednesday. And then it was Thursday, I start to bleed. And then Saturday, I just, like, it just started naturally. Mm -hmm. And then I called the uncle doctor. And then she said, just keep breathing. Everything's okay. But then I passed out. And then the EMT came, and then my blood pressure was 60 on high. Basically, I lost more than 50% of blood in within an hour. And then uh, I was in a shock stage. So when mm -hmm. I got to the ambulance, they said, like, we have to go to the nearest ER. So when I got to the ER, they pulled the sock because it was stuck horizontally, and it was um, keep breathing. Um, so then... I lost more blood for taking that off. And then um, the ER doctor said, oh, you're going to basically like, oh, no. He said, your kidney, heart, and then brain will shut off, shut down in a, a few hours if you don't do blood transfusion. I'll come back. Uh, just think about it. There's a risk of HIV or like have, have, like whatever. And then, like, you know, I'll come back. I'm like, Okay. So there's like a m one in a million or something that I maybe get like you know, some infection disease from the blood transfusion. So you want to live or do you want to take this chance? I'm like, when he came back, ah, I want to live. So they did <laughs> like 12 hours of uh, three pints of blood transfusion. So ever since then, when I see uh, people lining up or donating blood, I mm -hmm. always come up to them and tell my story that how I was saved. And if it wasn't the blood transfusion, I would have been dead. Clearly, it was just like massive blood loss in like an hour. So again, like miscarriage is not really talked about, but then it's, it can be very life-threatening and very dangerous. And I experienced that. Yeah, so the yeah, second one, like you know, the first one, I felt really devastation of losing the baby. But the second one, they it didn't give me a chance to even mourn about the baby because I was in, in danger of my own life. Yeah. And I thought my son was still small, so I'm like, oh, I need to live. Yeah, you you got a baby you got to live for. So, yes, absolutely. I mean, so fortunately, um, none of mine was that severe, thank God. Um, they all kind of passed naturally. I did have to have a DNC once to just clean out the rest of the residue, um, but it was pretty much everything passed naturally. So, you know, I was all, you know, hating my body. I'm like, I hate my body. You know, it won't carry a pregnancy. But then my doctor was just like, no, your body passed the pregnancy. Some women can't, you know, just pass it like that. And I'm like, mm, that's not what I want though, <laughs> you know, but um, thankfully it wasn't as bad as it could could have been. It could have been bad. It could have been worse, but yeah. Let's see, uh, talk about how you're feeling when you're going through all of this. Now, um, a lot of women, again, uh, shy away from talking about it. Were you like, did you have somebody that you could talk to? Like, yeah. you know, were you able to like kind of vocalize how you were feeling in between those difficult times? Yeah, so I had the number one person, um, you know, that was with me, which was my husband. He was right there with me the whole time. So I was able to talk to him. I mean, you know, he's one of those 
manly man. <laughs> so he's like not really showing his mo emotions because he wanted to be there for me, but I wanted him to cry with me. Um, and he learned that in the fifth one. So it was just like, I'm hurting just as bad as you are. And I'm like, thank you. Cause this makes me feel better. Cause I feel like you don't care. But, um, you know, he was there with me. I didn't get, um, some, you know, I started talking to a therapist after the third one, maybe, um, I think either the third or fourth one, um, that's when I decided to get someone professionally to talk to but I have friends I have family to speak with um about the experience and yeah it was it, it, it was a challenge because there was days like I said I, I didn't even want to get up like I was just like why am I you know maybe questioning my life why am I still here like if if I can't do this then what's what's my purpose right so i had to figure all that out like if i can't do this what's my purpose you know so and that came from spirituality like i got very heavy into spirituality after all those losses because it it's like the universe taught me a lesson like well if you can't do this, you still have this and you still have this and like, be grateful for the things that you do have. So that's pretty much what happened. Well, thank you so much for sharing that Kelly. And then I'm very sorry that you had to go through it. And then, um, but again, most important thing is more than babies, your health and your body and your life. And that comes first. And I learned my hard lesson for myself. Uh, you know after the second miscarriage obviously and again like without this blood transfusion like i would be completely dead yeah i was like three or four and that uh, he will be motherless yeah you know i think as devastating as it is i want you to know and i want maybe an audience who might be listening to this episode to know that as much as it's devastating to experience miscarriage it's it's so important that you are alive and that you are safe mm -hmm. and you can keep going with your life instead of other ways and then um even the labor i had nearly death experience where i got um spinal code uh, spinal fluid leakage uh, due to the misconduct of the epidural on my spinal cord. So I almost died four days after my daughter was born. Oh my God. They had to take blood from my arm and then inject it back to my spinal cord to uh, patch the hole, basically. Mm -hmm. So then I had so much pain. So it's, it's just pregnancy, miscarriage, and everything, the life itself yeah. is so much, so much risk that people don't understand and they realize how precious it is to, you know, carry a baby or not carry a baby. Either way, it's just so much of risk that people just don't get it. No, they don't. And I didn't get it until, you know, it started happening to me. And, you know, I started seeing people around me go through certain things. It That's when it kind of clicked. And I was just like, oh, wow, this, this, takes a lot so when that day does come i'm probably going to be the most happiest person in the world <laughs> so yeah 
So did doctors say anything about lupus and then how maybe you can cure the lupus and then maybe be able to have baby in the future and stuff? Well, um, controlling it, yes. Um, not really curing it. It's, it's not going to go away. Um, but they're able to manage it. Um, and it, it can be managed through uh, medication and baby aspirin and different things like that. So I am taking those things and um, weight loss, which is a big thing for me because, you know, I am heavy. So I had to come down on some weight and, you know, prayerfully, you know, we'll be hopefully announcing something really soon. <laughs> yes, I think overall health, uh, I think it's very difficult to control. I have a thyroid um, disease that I've been dealing with since I was 20. I had a um, surgery. I wrote on my book that um, it's 70% is removed. And then after my son was born, I was diagnosed with a hypothyroid. And then I was okay. I was controlling it with food, uh, nutrition, response, and testing. And then um, it, the TSH went down. But then after the COVID vaccination, I think it, the ground got inflamed. So it jumped, the TSH jumped from six to 126, like four to 126. So I was on medication, but now it's kind of got down and then I have to um, balance it. Like maybe doctors trying to do the half of the dosage. So it's just a trial and error. And then it's just sometimes my cases, um, the child sex abuse and then DV, those, um, you know, trauma, manifested in different parts of the body so sometimes you know not just the health health issues but the mental health issues as well that can be connected to some of the manifestation of those kind of issues as well yeah absolutely wow and you know it's it's very important to be healthy i mean i i wish i wasn't <laughs> you know this size but i'm working on it so that's all i could say right now <laughs> You seem to be very, very bright and positive yeah. and then handling the situation. That took a while. I have mm -hmm. to be honest with you. I was not this positive at first. Um, that took a while and a, and a lot of spiritual work to, to get to this point. But I am here. So, yes. So, I would say um, let's switch to my second question, which was, uh, which is, the tools that you have used to overcome your adversity. So the reason why I ask all my guests about this uh, question is there are so many resources and there's so many books, YouTube, anything that or therapists people recommend that um, tools that you can use to overcome adversity. But people who had been to adversity, it's the best that you talk about it. Like you not know, what was the tangible tools that worked for you you kind of mentioned that a little bit but if you have to identify what's the best tangible tools to overcome this adversity yeah so um tangible i would say resolve so resolve and if for those who don't know who they are they are the national infertility organization 
of the United States. Um, so they have a list of therapists who specialize in women that have had recurrent miscarriages or even a miscarriage. So you get to find someone who is trained to help you go through what you're going through. And that's where I found my therapist because, you know, I'm reading some of these reviews of these therapists and I'm like, do they really know what it's like to have a miscarriage? No, they probably don't. So um, somebody has suggested to me that I should go to their website and look up their therapist, which is what I did. And she's the best. So, you know, she's like walking me through every step. She is in aligned with my spirituality, which is for me, it was meditation. Um, especially night meditation, because while I'm laying in bed, my mind tends to just go and start thinking of very bad situations. And, um, so, you know, she helped me out with that. Um, so that's one, the second resource, like I said, was meditation. Um, and that's something I didn't come naturally. I could not meditate for five minutes without my mind going. Um, so, you know, a friend has suggested night meditation, um, and, you know, doing guided night meditation because it was, it was kind of helping me out and, you know, clearing out my whole day. Um, and then my spirituality prayer, um, from me helped me, um, as well. And just having an outlet, you know, um, one of the major outlets that I did for myself because I was angry, um, not angry at the world, but angry at myself. So I decided to go to a smash class. I don't know if you guys or if you know what that is, but it's basically like it's a room and it has like can't like things that you can go in there and break. Um, so I did that and I spent the hour in that room and I completely destroyed the room. Um, but it was well worth the hundred dollars because I had to let out that rage. It actually is called the the cage cage no cage rage rage cage. I don't know. It's something like that. I have to. I can't remember the exact name, but it was right here because um, I live in New Brunswick. It was right here in New Brunswick, and you literally go in there. And I spent, like I said, I spent the hour in there, and I broke everything. And after I got out of there, I felt. So much better. Oh my <laughs> yes, so much better. And it was just like, just to let out that rage. Cause you want to break stuff in your house. But if you like, you're like, if I break my television, I have to buy a new television. Right. So, um, it, it just made sense for me to go to this place and I just let out all of my rage and it felt so good. It was a, th it was something that, um, my therapist recommended Kiki and, it helped me. It helped me a lot. It helped me let out the rage. <laughs> My gosh, Kelly, what did you break? Oh, televisions, um, computer screens, computer boards, glasses, um, bottles of glasses. Yeah, it, it, it was very therapeutic. I broke everything in that room. <laughs> so you just pay for, pay for it? It's called Smash? What is it? How, how can people find out? The, the rage room that's what it's called the rage room yes the rage room wow. that's yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. 
what state is this? <laughs> this is New Jersey. So I live in New Jersey. Oh, so they have them. Um, they have the better, like the ones that are better are in New York. Um, so they have them in New York. They have them all over, and you can literally go to these places and just let out your rage. So it. I have it, no idea it, about this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Wow. I feel I've, that that is like craziest way. Were there a lot of people, or do you have a room to yourself? You have a room to yourself. It's extra for the package. Um, it's it's. It, I think I paid like a hundred and fifty dollars. Wasn't that much. Um, I paid a hundred and fifty dollars, and I was in the room by myself, and I just let it out. I just I thought about everything that was bothering me, and I broke everything. Yeah. Did you take before and after photo or anything? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did it more therapeutically because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. I was just like, ah. after I, you know, the guy came in there, you know, the person that works there, and he was just like, you were upset. I was like, if you've been through what I've been through, you'll be upset too. And he was just like, okay, no, no judgment. Are you finished? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Like, I felt so embarrassed, but I felt so much better afterwards. It it was just the best. So. Oh my god, I wanna try. You do. You need to try. You need to try. Are you in New York? No. Oh, where? I are mean, you? Uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Oh, they have them out there. They have them out there. I'm almost sure they do. So just Google like rage rooms, and you'll you'll see them pop up. And just just go to one of them, and just you'll see the experience. And I suggest going by yourself because if you go with someone else, you have to like share the the space in the area and no, just go by yourself and make it like a self-care day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That is unbelievable. But I like the night meditation that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, meditation is hard. It and is. I'm, I'm a single mom and like my life seems very chaotic. So at night, maybe when you decompress yourself, yeah. do you use like YouTube? I do. I use, um, I was using YouTube, but the YouTube one I was using is kind of long and um, it just became too much. So I have um, an iPhone, so I use the Apple one. Um, it's very guided, you know, he's walking you through, it's a guy's voice. So he's like walking you through the day. He's like, let go of everything that happened today. It's gone. It's away. And then they're counting down. It's, it's nice. And I always fall asleep to it. Um, but it's like the best sleep because I'm letting go of everything that happened today. And I'm just releasing it and letting it go and it's just like the whole the whole mindset of it is is very relaxing so yeah that's why i can only do it at night i tried it in the morning <laughs> and i'm like i have to wash the dishes i have to wash the clothes i have to do this i have to, it, i just couldn't it's just so much easier to do it at night so well thank you so much for sharing it um i really appreciate you being vulnerable and then share this um, experience that happened to you and that makes my show and our show um really special because a gift from adversity the adversity part a lot of people sh shy away from talking about it 
but it's the opposite that I think it's very important in this age of um you know after the pandemic and especially that a lot of people are going through depression and it feels like everybody every single person needs therapist but instead i really wanted to create a platform where people can talk about it and also share and inspire and empower other people so i really appreciate it because not only sharing that the you know the rage room or like another meditation a lot of things that people may not know um and then a lot of times again um it's always great to hear from authentic voice and then real example so i really appreciate um sharing it with with us today thank you thank you for having me on the show this was this was a great experience and i hope everybody goes to the rage room <laughs> yes and my last question is a gift actually that came from the adversity what would you say a gift that came from your adversity um well there's one that i have in mind that can't share yet, but I would say the gift that came from this is me learning how to love myself again. Um, that was that was very big um, because for a while I felt like I was struggling with not loving myself, and now I, I look at things completely different even the way I interact with other people, from the way I think about things, I, I find myself, in, and you know this, because I heard you say it, manifestations. And I'm like, if I think negative, negative things are gonna happen. So I had to like change my mindset. And it's, 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 it's very, I don't even know the words to describe it. It's just great to just be able to change your mindset and change the way you think and change the way you pray and change the way you go about certain things. It's, it's just awesome. So I feel like I grew up, I feel like I grew up and became a different person after going through all of this. So, yeah. Sometimes self-love, self-care is the most difficult thing. I don't know why. Uh, I'm 45 years old and I'm finally learning the word self-love and self-care, self-advocacy. Yeah. And I'm very happy that despite all these challenges that you went through, that you learned about self-love, self-care. And a lot of people do not understand. And then that's really the core of the piece. Yeah. And I think a lot of people neglect to self-love. Yes. Yeah instead self-sabotage yes say nasty things to yourself mm -hmm. so i'm very happy that you have discovered about that uh in our early period of your life then you can carry that on yeah. and then trust me miscarriages are very hard but always know that your self-love, your self-care, your health mm -hmm. comes first than anything else. Absolutely. Yes. Completely agree. Keep going, keep winning, and keep inspiring other people. And then congratulations for your business Thanks. and empowering a lot of people. 
Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on the show. This was great. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. And then I want to shout out to Liam for arranging this interview today. Yes. Yes. Shout out to him. I'm so sorry. We had a little thing in the, at the beginning, but yeah, it worked out. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, it's all great. Well, thank you so much again. And thank you for our audience for listening to A Gift from Adversity. And then I have really, really great guests coming in March and April, and then I'm planning to keep going. So thank you again and have a wonderful night, everyone. Bye.